Let's check out your headlines for today. To do that, we'll bring in Natalie Lovey from the 980 CFPL Newsroom. Good morning, Natalie. Good morning, Devin. A local women's shelter is speaking out following a public safety warning that was issued last week. Yeah, the London Abused Women's Centre is commending London police for issuing a public safety warning about a suspect in multiple sexual assault cases who also happens to be a former officer. Investigators announced new charges against 46-year-old Stephen David Williams on Friday, encouraging the public not to approach or engage with him if they encounter him. While they share the same name, he is not related to London's police chief. Jennifer Dunn with the London Abused Women's Centre said the warning from officers shines an important light on the issue of violence in our community. Dunn says women generally don't feel safe when cases like this come to light, and they often see an increase in people reaching out for support. Williams resigned from the London Police Service last year as a hearing into professional misconduct charges was set to begin. Prior to his resignation on November 22, 2021, Williams had been suspended with pay since November 2017. Investigators believe that there may be further victims and request that anyone who has additional information, contact the London Police Service. A full description of Williams can be found on our website, 980cfpl.ca. Well, a new survey shows Londoners are happy, but not as much as last year. Yeah, results from a new survey show Londoners' overall satisfaction with their quality of life has ticked down a little bit over the last year. The 2022 Resident Satisfaction Survey showed 77% of respondents were satisfied with their overall quality of life, down from 82% in 2021. Almost half of the residents polled said poverty was the top issue facing the city. Most residents polled said they were getting good value for their tax dollars. Just under a quarter said they would support increased taxes if it meant enhanced or expanded service levels. The recorded five percentage point drop in residents' quality of life from last year's survey comes as an additional report prepared by Watson and Associates Economics forecast a significant rise in incoming residents within the next 30 years, estimating a population jump to 650,000 by 2051. The NDP is threatening to pull its support of the Liberals, which could force yet another federal election. Yeah, NDP leader Jagmeet Singh says the New Democrats are ready to withdraw from their confidence and supply agreement they signed with the Liberals if there is no federal action to address the health care crisis. The deal reached in March would see the NDP support the minority government on key votes in the House of Commons to avoid triggering an election before 2025. In exchange, the Liberals have promised to make progress on a number of NDP priorities, including health care. While some terms of the agreement are very specific, the agreement on health care involves, quote, additional ongoing investments, but no timelines or specific dollar figures. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said yesterday he's ready and willing to offer provinces more money for health care, but he wants to know the government will see improvements in the system as a result. Just last week, the Children's Hospital in Ottawa called in support from the Canadian Red Cross to bolster staff who are treating record numbers of babies and children with respiratory illnesses. Meanwhile, the Alberta Children's Hospital in Calgary is using using a heated trailer as an overflow waiting room to accommodate young patients. Singh wrote to the Speaker of the House of Commons to give notice of the NDP's request for an emergency debate, citing these examples and other developments across Canada. The House was adjourned early yesterday in recognition of the death of Winnipeg's Jim Carr, so the Speaker has not yet 
Bennett addressed the request for an emergency debate. Carr was the Liberal MP for Winnipeg South Centre since 2015, a former cabinet minister and a former provincial lawmaker. Meanwhile, the Liberals won a federal by-election last night in the GTA. Voters in yesterday's by-election in Mississauga Lakeshore will send former Ontario Finance Minister Charles Sousa to Ottawa as the new member of Parliament. Sousa won the night with 51% of the vote, beating his nearest rival, Conservative Police Officer Ron Chinser, by 14 points. And New Zealand's Prime Minister has been caught on a hot mic. Yeah, New Zealand's Prime Minister has been caught on a hot mic using a vulgarity against a rival politician. In a rare misstep for Jacinda Ardern, the leader known for her measured responses, Ardern's office said she has apologized to rival party leader David Seymour, who had peppered Ardern with questions for seven minutes in Parliament about her government's record. In an aside to her deputy after sitting down, Ardern appeared to say, quote, he's such an arrogant PR word. (laughs) Seymour says he's since written back thanking Ardern for her apology and wishing her a very Merry Christmas. The word rhymes with trick, everybody. (laughs) Trick. Not too hard to figure out. (laughs) Yeah. Let's check out what happened on this day in history. In the year 304, St. Lucy is said to have cut out her eyes and sent them to a persistent but unwelcome suitor who said he was haunted by them. In 1883, the border between Ontario and Manitoba was established. In 1893, Prince Edward Island voted for prohibition. In 1918, U.S. President Woodrow Wilson arrived in France, becoming the first chief executive to visit Europe while in office. In 1944, during the Second World War, the U.S. cruiser Nashville was badly damaged in a kamikaze attack that claimed more than 130 lives. In 1972, American astronaut Eugene Cernan became the last man on the moon. He and Harrison Smith explored the lunar surface during the Apollo 17 mission. In 1979, the progressive conservative government of Joe Clark was defeated by six votes in a non-confidence motion in the House of Commons. Clark had been prime minister in a minority government since June. An election was called for February and Pierre Trudeau, who had announced his retirement the previous month, came back to lead the Liberals to a majority government. In 1991, North and South Korea signed a historic accord for reconciliation and non-aggression, putting a formal end to the 1950-53 war. In 2000, Democratic Vice President Al Gore conceded the U.S. presidential race to Republican George W. Bush. Weeks of vote recounts in Florida and court rulings about the disputed result delayed the outcome. Bush addressed the American people as the president-elect. In 2003, U.S. soldiers captured Saddam Hussein after finding him hiding in an underground hole under a farmhouse in Andwar, Iraq, near his hometown of Tikrit. In 2005, Ontario became the second province to have fixed election dates. Provincial elections would be held on the first Thursday in October every four years. In 2007, Major League Baseball's Mitchell Report was released, identifying 85 names to differing degrees in connection with the alleged use of performance-enhancing drugs. In 2016, Canadian-born actor Alan Thicke, best known for playing the beloved dad on the sitcom Growing Pains, 
died at the age of 69. Fun fact, Thick once worked for 980 CFPL back in the 60s. And on this day in 2020, John le Carre, a spy-turned-novelist who became a preeminent writer of espionage fiction, died at the age of 89. Happy birthday to listener Anderson, who turns 43, and listener Miguel, who turns 33. You share a birthday with Dick Van Dyke, who turns 97 today. Steve Buscemi is 65. Jamie Foxx is 55. And Taylor Swift is 33.